guys, welcome to Dance Matters Podcast, the place where we chat all things dance and the dance industry. Here we are with our Father's Day extra episode. Happy Father's Day to all those dads out there. Without you, your children would not be able to do what they love, so thank you for everything. Charlie, what would you like to say to your dad on Father's Day? I would like to say thank you for supporting me and believing in me. Without you, I wouldn't be able to go to all my dance classes or competitions. You look after the boys so mum can help me out. You also encourage me to chase my dreams and to believe in myself. So thank you, Dad. Yes, our household is certainly a team effort, and most parents would know the juggling act involving racing different children to their numerous activities. Today's guest is no different. He's a busy dad whose daughter is an outstanding dancer. Not only is he a dance dad, but he is also a world-renowned DJ and music producer. Have you ever watched a performance at Ness Stedford and the music is too quiet or poor quality? What about inappropriate language or themes in songs? It totally detracts from the performance. Who wants to work really hard, put on the performance of your life, only to have your music let you down? Alex Mack is a full-time DJ and has been doing dance edits for years for many well-known dancers and choreographers. He produced Sienna Osborne's track for Australia's Got Talent. She was one of our previous guests. If you haven't checked her out, make sure you check out her episode. He was also awarded DJ of the Year for Maryvale. Alex is here to share his passion for production of music and insight to the importance of a good music edit. Welcome, Alex. Hi, Alex. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me on. Alex, you're a full-time DJ. Can you tell us, though, what your connection with dance is? Yeah, my connection with dance goes back a fair way because my eldest daughter, she got introduced to dance through doing fizzy. And I know fizzy's kind of like the start-off point for a lot of the girls. And then she was doing that here and then was kind of growing out of it a little bit. But my wife ended up getting her into Synergy Dance Studio just here in Brookvale. Yeah, she got into that. And then as she got a little bit older, my youngest daughter, Macy, she was then went to Synergy and then it turned into Elite Studios. Macy's still obviously right in her element now and loving it. Is it through them that you become more connected with dance and doing some things for dance studios in terms of music? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I did a little bit for Lily when she was doing solos. She only did one or two solos, but Macy's got could be up to eight or more solos going at one time. So when I did a few for Lily, I was just sort of doing them for her because not only was I doing her edit, but I was also doing music production myself as a DJ. I was making my own music, making my own edits of certain tracks so they would be used better during a DJ set. And then that's when I noticed in the dance, a lot of the songs need to be pushed down to two minutes or around that area. And that's when I started doing the ones for, for Macy and Lily and, and doing it for, uh, for other girls as well. So can you give us a bit of a background about your DJing and your music production skills? got into the production side just because I wanted to firstly make my own mashups. So you'll hear a lot of tracks these days. You'll hear a couple of tracks mashed together. And when you're DJing, you know, you can have one track playing and another track mashed over the top and people enjoy seeing the blend of these things together. And um, it's a creative way to sort of keep people entertained. So the mashups were one way of getting started. And then I started doing my own production, my own remixes for, for major artists and then doing my own productions. That whole side of it's been a, a pretty long journey. As an artist, it's quite a road. You're in for the passion and I love doing the, the whole music production side. So how long have you been DJing and producing music for? I've been DJing professionally for almost 20 years now, professionally, and doing music production for 15 years. And they kind of both go hand in hand. I mean, as a DJ, you, you want to be able to arrange 
all your music, edit your music, and do productions as well, so that you can um, play them out as well. And that's pretty much how it's it been for me. So you started working with dancers, being your daughters first. Have you worked for any other dancers or choreographers, cutting their music for them? Yeah, I did. Sienna Osborne did for Australia's Got Talent. Her mum came to me and asked about a track that they wanted to put together, and so she came over to my studio and we talked about the tracks, we talked about the build-ups, and they were both specific with, with their ideas, which was really good to work with. So she sat next to me in the studio, we blended the tracks, we put in transitions, we put in effects, we had a, a special build-up at the end with some, some drum fills and extra percussion added in, and then with a big bang at the end. I didn't realise it was going to go so well and that was going to end up being such an important part of her journey there. But, I mean, I've done, obviously, Sienna, I do my daughter, Macy Mack, and then I've done Jersey May, who's also been on TV as well, and then all the, pretty much a lot of the girls at Elite Dance Studio. And yeah, that's it. I thought it was just cutting pieces together, but you can also add extra things on top of it as well. 100%, yeah. I mean, like, people will bring a, a, a track that could be a radio edit of three and a half minutes down to two, so I can bring that down and make it sound normal. Or you blend them together and you've got two tracks that will go into that maybe two-minute or three-minute range, and then you can really start adding things to give it a bit of an extra touch so you have your various effects of like a, a swooshing sound going up into a crash or a drum fill just before you're going to go into the next track and like these little elements just give you that professional edge and I found that when I did Macy's one of Macy's first ones which was Barbie Girl into Spice Girls and I found the transitions and the way I was able to mash them together and the production quality it helped us so much when she was doing the dance on stage I just couldn't believe how much it helped when I went to watch her dance and see her perform it really did assist the whole production for her because I must say I have tried to cut songs that are obviously too long and you need it for the two and a half minutes and every time I try and cut something together you can tell it's obviously that I've cut it and it's snipped together but you make it so that it just blends seamlessly yeah you want it to blend completely seamlessly you know you might use Audacity or you're using different pretty straightforward programs but I've got a professional software program where where you've got special tools to fade things like tracks perfectly together and I mean I think it's good for parents or the choreographers or the dance teachers or whoever who wants to edit the track to have a go at doing it but then usually they'll come to me and say hey can you just fix this up or, or, or how does it sound and they'll send me their version which is really good and then I'll just look at it and go okay we just need to fix this this and this and that that's the best way to do it because I don't want any of the girls to be going and doing these amazing dances at these dance comps and the music can be glitched or it's too soft or it just doesn't complement the dances when I see them on stage and they're doing these amazing dances in the best costumes but then the music lets them down it's just so frustrating that leads into my next question I was going to ask why do you think it's important to have a good quality music edit you just have to have a really good quality music file so you want to make sure the edit is strong in volume and sound so that when it's played at the dance comp over those massive speakers it's going to sound awesome and it's going to sound strong and powerful that's why I think it's it's so important to make sure you're not just oh cool you know we're going to use this track here we're just going to rip it off you know YouTube or somewhere that's not great and that the quality of that track might sound good in your earphones or, or through the laptop or through the little speaker at, at a studio but when you put it on the main C 
system at a dance comp or anywhere, it's not going to sound that good. So you want to download it from a proper avenue like iTunes or something like that. And then even sometimes I'll download the tracks for the dancer and then I'll have to boost the volume a little bit. So I'll get your, like an edit that, that say you send to me or you've done. I open it up in my editing software and I visually look at it and I can see if it's loud enough visually, like if it fits the whole waveform or if it's a tiny little waveform, it means that you haven't got the best file for that song and you need to get the proper one or I get the proper one and then I replace it and do the edit properly. It is something that's probably overlooked a lot. Like we look at the, we've got the amazing costume, we've got the amazing dance, but it is very distracting if you go to a comp and something that's off with the music, it does take away from the overall picture that you're getting. Oh, definitely. I mean, like, you know, these days you take up the CD or you take up the USBs and they, you've got the, the guy doing the music there and you see him, like, and sometimes I have to push the volume, sometimes he's pulling it back, but it's just, it shouldn't be like that. It should be, everyone should have really good, strong tracks with a nice finish and they just should just be able to not have to worry about that and just do their dance. But I'm always, like, sitting next to my wife going, oh, man, like, I can't believe that that, that just ended like that. Or I hear that and it just glitches straight over into another track and it's just, it can be quite unprofessional and sloppy in that sense that you need to make sure it's done properly and it sounds epic. That's the only way to sort of put it. So can you fix things? Like we used to have a song that started really quietly and it was so hard to hear But and we'd say, can you turn it up at the start? But then it got really loud and you're like, can you turn it down now? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I've had, I'll just do it myself, but I'll see the two tracks, the intro's too soft, and, you know, the, the, the dancers need that trigger at the start. They want to hear if it comes in with a light string sound, you kind of need to push it up a little bit so that they can hear it coming in, or if they're doing an acoustic song, a lot of the times it's quite soft at the start, and sometimes you even have to put a little tiny effect at the start as a trigger, so yeah, they right. know that the song's starting, and then you push the volume up a little bit, and then throughout the whole song, like, I'll be um, just managing the volume between the blends and then sometimes even if the song if the drums drop away into a breakdown you need to just pull the volume up a little bit in certain areas and it's just making sure everything doesn't dip away too much but you have to have volume transitions but definitely are always changing the volume throughout the tracks all the time that's such a great idea having a little sound effect at the start too when it's quiet because i know charlie was always paranoid about this soft music about missing the start yeah i mean that that's exactly it she knew exactly when to go but she knows that's that one sound that'll start yeah so it's great that you can fix all of that up and someone can put the music in and not have to worry that their system's loud enough or anything they know it's going to be good quality wherever it's played yeah 100% like everything that Macy does and any of the girls or boys or whatever at dance I just always make sure visually the track sounds strong and the other thing I make sure is that if I need to put in effects I'll do that I mean I just did one the other day for Ellie Adelaide where there was some swearing in it and like you have to chop bits out from another bit to sort of disguise that bit and you can't do that sometimes I'll flip that little area I like cut that little area and just turn it around, reverse it, so that again you can't hear that there's actual explicit words in it. And I mean that's just a part of music these days. You'll have artists pushing, pushing that thing if that's what they want to do, but you have to be really careful with that when when you're putting that out for a dancer. Yeah, right for sure. Now you were DJ of the year at Maryvale. How does that experience help you when working with people in the dance industry? So Maryvale is just one of the biggest sort of hospitality groups in the, in the country. So when you get a, an award like that, it's I got it in 2017. I don't know if there'll be one this year. Because 
because of COVID, but it just all the venues and everyone you just have that respect that you know that you can go do something. You're not gonna you're gonna play the right music. You're always gonna be on time. You're always gonna create the right atmosphere, and everyone around the country just sort of you know knows that you can be relied on. That's it. What would you say is the biggest mistake people make when editing their music for a dance comp? Biggest mistake, kind of what I touched on before, like downloading from bad sites so that the file is gonna be really bad. That's the biggest mistake I see when I first listen to stuff. The loose edits, like not making sure the, the tracks don't blend well at all together. They're just sort of chopped one area and then it just sort of glitches into the other one. The endings, the endings of like if you just fade the volume out, I think that's kind of lazy. It's nice when you can end it with maybe the actual ending of the song and sort of creatively push the natural ending of the song and make it the, the ending that you've just sort of chopped a whole bunch out. Yeah, endings for me are really important. You want the, the dancer to finish with a bang as well. But yeah, probably definitely the main one is just bad quality music files. Now you touched on this a moment ago. How important do you think it is to make sure that the track is appropriate? It's really, really, really important. You have to have the trust in the, the choreographer or the dance teacher or whoever's idea that, that you have to let them guide it. But it was kind of like we, but I did the one for Macy and Barbie Girl. In Barbie Girl, yeah, it sounds like a girly song and that's all great. But in the second verse, it gets a bit midnight. So I had to sort of, again, get creative. I chopped some bits out. So grandma and grandpa and the parents and all those sort of people couldn't understand what the guy's talking about. If you're going to use tracks that are really great tracks but have questionable lyrics, then you just have to be really creative with that. And then that's what I found I can do quite easily. Instead of just going, no, nah, we can't use that, I'll go, no, nah, no, nah, just leave it. I'll see what I can do. Let's work it out. And then when I'm doing that, I'll send like version one off and they'll, and they'll be like, oh, that sounds great. Well, let's just change this. And then that's kind of how I work around with the phrasing. Um, hip-hop tracks, you'll find obviously, you know, with hip-hop, usually if they're always borderlining on a lot of questionable things and with hip-hop there's always a lot of attitude and you need to have that's a part of hip-hop but I think you can pull the swearing out and do all that sort of stuff but you have to listen to the phrasing and what what the song's saying and just be really careful with that but again as I said just trust trust the the choreographer and then trust the dancer and then just talk about it and sometimes step away and listen to the track and listen to what it's saying and just be sure that that's what you want to go with yeah how good is that I didn't even realise you'd done that with um, Barbie Girl because there are a lot of songs that have an amazing beat they sound really catchy and then you google the lyrics and you're like whoa hang on we are not yeah, using this 100% and that's exactly when it's like oh yeah Barbie Girl's cute like we can use that and AC's gonna dress up in a Barbie like whatever and you know she'll be all it's all gonna be cute but when you're going to it and you listen to it carefully you're like oh hang on hang on we're just gonna get rid of this bit and we'll move this bit over here and then you know most verses will the, the backbeat behind it will be the same so you can just sort of confuse it and chop it around and then you get around it, it it's fine that's awesome so people can bring music to you like that and say look I like this beat I like this song can we swap it up and get rid of those lyrics in there yeah all the time like I had one a little while ago where it was a lot of swearing through it but I just had to reverse all those swear words try and make sure it sounded good and eventually I got to a stage where it was usable and it's fine like you can get around it or you can find the radio edit online like a lot of those times there will be these tracks are being played a lot online there's a number one hits at a lot of the time on the radio so you can find a radio version of user friendly where does your passion for music come from yeah my passion for music goes a long way back I'm, I'm, my mum's a piano teacher so I learnt the piano from a young age and then yeah did that like I learnt jazz went to the conservatorium 
for a year when I left school. Did all my grades up to grade seven, doing music and piano. So I've loved music from day one. My kids all do piano as well. So we're, we're a pretty musical family. Now we've touched on your daughter a couple of times. Your daughter's a wonderful dancer, Macy. Yeah. And you've been doing music edits for her since she started solos? Yep, yeah, I've been doing all her stuff. Solos, duos. I mean, I've helped them out with their group stuff. Yeah, anything. Anything or everything. Any of their friends. Like, I'll just say, guys, like, just send it through to me. Let me have a look. I just want to make sure it's top notch. And then, yeah, it always works out really well. Now, as a dance dad, how do you feel about the whole dance competition scene? <laughs> I'm a dance dad and a surf dad, so I'm kind of a bit of both. But yeah, I love the scene. I think it's it's awesome. All the group of girls and guys, it's always really supportive of each other. The, the comps are well run. The vibe at the comps are great. I mean, they all support each other so well. And just seeing the commitment and the dancers and even the parents, it's such a good thing to watch. The dancers get up on stage and they, they do their routine. They practice so much to do that they're doing a solo or a group. Yeah, I love it. I love going and watching it. How do you feel when you see a step on stage? Nervous. <laughs> excited everything I mean yeah I just feel so proud when she gets on stage the best feeling is to see all the work they put in all the studio time all the zoom time they've done over COVID or they put so much work in and then you watch them get on stage and then you know they're just so happy afterwards too so it's an amazing thing to be able to have that to be able to get up on stage form what you do and then come off with an amazing smile it's the best what's your most memorable moment from her competing it would have probably been Get the beat national finals up for Caloundra 2018. Why she flew me up as a surprise because I'd been DJing for a weekend, and then she flew me up as a surprise, and then I surprised Macy, and that was such an awesome experience. She'd made the, the gala night, and then had to dance, and I just it was a full massive theater full, and it was a huge production, and then watching her dance, she got runner up. She got a trip to Las Vegas, and then went there last year. But that was just just unbelievable just watching that whole production and her dancing and, and just so, so impressed and amazed that she could do that at such a young age. Did you go yeah. over to Las Vegas with them? No, no, I didn't. I stayed back here and my wife went over there and they had a really good time. I know that, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, she went over there with her mum and, and yeah, Jeff the what a production. Wow, they're just so professional, those guys. You know what I mean? Like the whole structure of the whole dance scene is, is pretty unbelievable when you look at it. That, that, that they can go from being around here and then get an opportunity and go over there and yeah great so good you were stuck holding down the fort back in australia yeah 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 with the other two yeah that's right okay can you do hair and makeup no i can definitely not do hair and makeup that's something i can't do at all i've never tried i don't think they want me to try my oldest daughter's actually really good at doing macy's hair and she likes like doing that so it's not me at all can you dance no i cannot i can't <laughs> i can't I, mean, I, I can dance maybe after a couple of years but no i'm not a dancer at all but uh, i love i love watching it and yeah it's it's a great thing. If you could do any style, what style would it be? I don't know if this is an actual style, but improv, <laughs> I think, so good. I think it's the best. Every time Macy comes back from a, a, a comp, I'm like, oh, did you get the, the, the improv CD? And they're like, oh, they don't always video it. And I'm like, well, I really want to see. Like, I, because she's dancing around to random songs all the time or they're doing TikToks or whatever they're doing. I, I love to, to know. Like, and for my music background and doing jazz and stuff, for them to hear, hear a song and when they're doing their own student choreography, I think 
that's really cool when she's done that I really enjoy watching that because you see exactly what she put to a song and she's done really well on those too which I'm really impressed with but the improv and when I see all the girls and guys get up and do it so good is the best I think that for me is something and if I, if I was asked to get up that's what I'll do I'll just dance around and do improv <laughs> now Alex where can people gain contact with you if they've listened to this and decide they want to get their music edited by someone professional where can they find you yeah just contacting me on my email which is djamac360 at gmail.com that's probably the best way I mean I've got Facebook which is Alex Mac but just the email is the easiest hit me up if you've got any problems do the first one for free and then we can work out like it's all kind of custom based you know it's all time based everything can be it just depends on the time but it definitely is not too expensive for sure yeah it sounds like you can go as little detail or as extravagant as you want to with a music edit really exactly it's just a basic shortening of the track that can be an easy thing to do that's like 10 or 15 minutes but if you want to put in effects add other track like it can be a longer thing so it's the quality of the production at the end of the day and I mean if you've got a solo that you really want to make stand out and you put all that time in you want to make sure that the track matches that well Alex thank you so much for chatting with us today thank you that's been fun dance matters thank you Alex for joining us and sharing your knowledge Don't forget, if you want to check your music edits or have Alex work his magic for your show, concert or dance, you can email him at djamac, that's D-J-A-M-A-C as one word, 360 at the end of that, djamac360 at gmail.com. Remember, if you enjoyed this episode, you can find all our previous episodes on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Follow us on Instagram at Dance Matters Podcast to stay up to date with all our latest episodes. Keep dancing, guys, and give the superhero of your life an extra special hug today. Don't forget, a little thank you goes a long way. So thank you, Dads, for all the hard work you do. We appreciate you. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.